Well, good morning and welcome to Local Matters. Uh, we are talking about education matters today. And we have a special group of guests from Cookville High School and TCAT Livingston. And they are part of a, a team that's got a great, great history at CHS, uh, an international award-winning team over the, over the years. So Scott Waite is with us today, and Scott is an instructor at TCAT Livingston and an instructor at, um, at Cookville High School. And Scott, we're going to let you tell everybody what you do here in, in just a minute. And also, Lorraine Thady and Landon Foister are students at, at Cookville High and all part of the Cyber Patriot team uh, we're going to be talking about a lot of really neat cybersecurity stuff uh, today. So, Scott, welcome back. I know you were here last year. It's, it's good to have you back on. Yes, sir. Thank you for having us again. Well, tell us a little bit first about your background, and then we're going to let Larray and Landon tell us about their background. Thank you. Um, well, I'm just a computer scientist for many years now. This is, uh, for the last five years, I've been uh, had the honor of teaching at the Cookville High School. I have a great group of kids that work really hard, and that's why we're sitting here today, because of their hard work and their dedication to what it is they care about, and that is protecting computer systems from the evils that are out there. Well, it's a pretty cool topic, and uh, Larray and Landon, you guys have... Um uh, you're in the middle of it, so let's hear a little bit about your, your backgrounds. All right? Uh, my personal background, I started doing cybersecurity and IT as of 2019, starting with Cyber Patriot 14 up to now, which next year, next season is going to be Cyber Patriot 16. And I've also been helping mentor some middle schoolers over cybersecurity, helping mentor some of the freshmen that we that are going to replace us when we graduate for Cyber Patriot and stuff like that. And are you a native of Putnam County? You've been here in the county all your life? No, I've been here for about seven years-ish. Great, so. great. And Landon, how about your background? I uh, grew up in Sparta, Putnam County native. Uh, I'm a first-year competitor when it comes to Cyber Patriot. Um, I was going to attend the high school for my freshman year, but I didn't end up doing that, and I didn't compete last year. So the last competition was my last, my first time here, and my next competition will be my second year. Well, that's great. It's got to be exciting. And uh, I, I used to do some computer science stuff myself back in the old, old days. <laughs> so I'm, uh, I remember those feelings of, of being on um, at least one of the edges. don't know what was the leading edge, but one of the edges that uh, you always feel like you're doing when you're, when you're out um, doing coding or programming, or we called it programming, but um, somewhat related anyway. So, Scott, talk about CTE and how this program fits in to, to uh, Cookville High School and, and also TCAT. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a good challenge for the kids because I'm teaching at a dual enrollment level, which means it's post-secondary. And from day one as a freshman, they have to get used to the rigor. That's the key word here. Um, we learn a lot of great stuff. We have a fun program, and we've built an awesome community, I think. The, the kids would say that they have their own awesome community there. And that community is based around um, 
building, you know, these systems and teams and learn how to work together to solve difficult problems. We're on the defensive side of offensive attacks. And the people on the other side that are doing the attacking are brilliant people. They may do bad things, but they know their stuff. So because of that, we have to learn how to work hard, number one. So, you know, the academics are part of the formula. Hard working is part of the formula. And that all formula all comes together to build this community, you know, of which we have two today. And like Landon's first year was last year. He's done amazing. He did in one year what I would not expect from somebody to have accomplished in three to four. So he has the natural ability here, and that's what we've done with the CTE program is brought that natural ability out of Landon, and now Landon can take and, you know, build on that now that he sees what he naturally has. Does that make sense? Yep. So, and the same for Loray. Loray's a natural leader. Loray, without Loray, I don't know that I can get my stuff done. She's, I'm like, Loray, I need this to happen today. And she puts it in a plan and makes it happen, Right. If I need the teams to focus on a certain thing, like Cisco networking, that's the one that no one wants to focus on, right? I count on them to keep the team moving forward on that hard study. So, um, yeah, that's what it's all about there. We want to find what they naturally want to do and then give them a very rigorous route to bringing that, those skills out. Well, it's such an important topic um uh, while i was president of the university we were we were hit every day obviously hundreds of times a day and uh, then i chaired the board at cookville regional medical center and that's the scary part is you being in the middle of a a heart procedure over there Mm -hmm. and somebody comes in and takes over your machines and says okay we'll we'll let you get back to your operation if you send us Money, a half a million dollars in cyber coin or something. So correct. It's a really, really important topic. And Lorraine, you're you're president of the group, uh, and you also the group worked with National Cyber Scholars this year. So tell us about first. Tell us about the group, and then tell us about National Cyber Scholars. So about twenty five kids at CHS won the National Cyber Scholarship Foundation scholarship and that makes you eligible to become a national cyber scholar the scholarship pays for a three thousand dollar class in a certification exam this is a industry certification exam It's called uh, the gfact and it's like a mixture of the it fundamentals mixed with cybersecurity in one certification and uh, all of the Cyber Patriot people or all of the people at CHS that do cybersecurity as an extracurricular, they all got it, along with some people that have a lot of potential to do cybersecurity and Cyber Patriot. They just, they have told us that they don't have the time, which we respect that. They have great time management, and they don't want to put too much on their plate and not give it the effort that they'd want to. Sure, sure. And that, that that's Good. We need to respect that when people tell us they've, they've got other things in their lives, too. So that's, in fact, I expect your cat does that to you every now and then. Uh, we'll, we'll come back and talk about that cat before this, this program's over. Hey, Landon, tell us about uh, what you do on the team. 
Okay, so I do uh, the server 2019 portion of the uh, competition, which is uh, a lot of just managing Active Directory and uh, DNS, a lot of that, uh, as long as, as well as a lot of the other Windows vulnerabilities that are out there. And uh, I'm trying to get a lot better at doing the Cisco portion of it because that's the portion that no one wants to do. But it's also like the most rewarding portion of it because it's, if I'm not mistaken, one of the parts in semifinals that gives the most points. So that seems like the key to victory, you know, doing the thing that nobody wants to do, but it's the most rewarding thing. Yeah. So that'll, that's what I'm trying to do as a second skill. So you, you mentioned Cisco. Cisco Systems is, uh, uh, has all kind of big software stuff. Talk about the Cisco part of things. What is that? Okay, so with Cyber Patriot, we have this thing called Cisco Packet Tracer, which is kind of like a virtual, like, online building. Like, it's how you build. It's like a virtual simulator that simulates all of the, like, Cisco routers and switches. Yeah, and you can go on there and, like, say you want to configure, practice configuring a router with, like, certain, uh, certain settings, right? You go on there and you could use, like, the command line interface to, like, put in the commands and uh, test out like bugs and stuff like that or whatsoever. And it's amazing today that um, people from all over the world can be inside your cell phone or inside your, uh, your computer at work in a nanosecond and can, mm -hmm. it, it's just amazing how somebody from Crimea or Bangladesh or Ukraine, you name it, Mexico or Nashville can take over your machine. Mm -hmm. That just doesn't seem right. Not at all. And with social engineering, that's our threat. We had to realize that the hackers have come from out of the shadows and will interact with you now to get the information they need. They're trying to build a profile of all they can to try to somehow guess your credentials, your username and your password. One of the key things our uh, kids focus on are those credentials. How do we protect those credentials? And the first step is to teach the, the user, don't trust the people that you interact with, especially if those people seem to, to be wanting to connect to you like on an emotional level or some way like that. So I think that's one of the most important things for, like we talked about before, you, you've worked in computer science and I have. We were dealing with hackers that wanted to stay hidden. A lot of hackers now know, hey, to get that person's birthday, I need to be part of their life. I need to go to the, I need to be invited to their birthday party so I can get that personally identifiable information. Yeah, really good point. PII, yeah. uh, mm -hmm. uh, personally identifiable information. Correct. Um, is, is, a buzzword today in cybersecurity, I guess. Mm -hmm. It is. And Cisco is the uh, the first line of defense. Remember, we, we just discussed how we're on the defensive side, right, not the offensive side. We don't, we don't want to commit the crimes. We want to catch the people doing it. And Cisco is critically important because it's the first line of defense. It has your firewall, right? And knowing how to configure that to where the business can continue you know, doing business, we can lock systems down to where no one can get access to the internet, but then we don't have a business. So these right. kids also have to learn, how do I make that balance between securing things and keeping it accessible? 
And Cisco's where we start with that. Well, we are joined by Scott Waits and Loray and Landon from the Cookville High School cybersecurity team. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in just a moment. What's so important about shopping with locally owned businesses? When you shop local, your hard-earned dollars stay here in the community, helping to benefit your friends and neighbors, local schools, roads, and all aspects of community life. But what happens to my money if I spend it online or at a national chain store? In most cases, the profits go far away, out of state, corporate headquarters, or even overseas. It doesn't take any extra effort to shop local. Office Mart on South Jefferson and Cookville is your locally owned office furniture and supply store. For over 35 years, they've been proud to serve businesses in the Upper Cumberland with quality and value. You get real customer service, too. And unlike shopping online, you can actually see and try out the large inventory of office furniture in their showroom. And when it's delivered, it's not a box on your step. They're glad to install and set up everything. Office Mart. There's no other locally owned office store in the region. South Jefferson Avenue across from Hardy's. Shop local at Office Mart. Welcome back to Local Matters. We're talking to Scott Waits and Loray Thaty and Landon Foister from Cookville High. All right, well, let's keep talking about Cisco a little bit and, and sort of the, the concept of a firewall. Even some people, they can't get their arms around what a firewall is. A firewall is just a system that allows you to access the Internet with a high level of security. And the way it works is kind of like your home, right? We can use the analogy of you have a house, but you never leave all the doors open, right? But you might have like a cat door that allows the animal to go in and out, right? So it can do its thing that may not stay locked, okay? We want to do the same thing with our systems. We might want to act, let our users access a search engine or access maybe some email source, right? And then block everything else. Because the way at the very simplest technique for these hackers is to scan your entire network looking for all your open windows and doors, okay? So if you lock all your windows and doors to your house, you're pretty safe. But you also want to balance that with, well, I want some fresh air, Yep. You see? So we may open up a window, let a little fresh air in. The same way with these firewalls. Just think of it as the, the perimeter around all of your technology. That's a great way to, to describe it. And and I hope my wife is listening because she, she will understand maybe why some of the, the tech firewalls are there. She hates two-factor authentication. She, right. Just you name it, and even the simplest things get both get our blood pressures up uh, a lot. Loray, you you deal with all kind of this stuff on the team. Talk a little bit about what you do. So on our lovely CyberPager team, I do Windows 10, and I also sometimes double on Windows Server if Landon is helping Yaron with Cisco. When Landon first started doing CyberPatriot, we all in the organization have kind of a rule where we are all basically self-taught and you have to do your own research before you ask questions and basically he did a lot of research from the basic fundamentals that i've told him about the competition and what resources he can use and if he has any questions make sure to do his own research first before asking me and he has done phenomenal i can definitely say for a fact that he is better than me on both windows systems Personally, 
Landon has been a phenomenal team member to work with. I love all of my team members. They're, they are all amazing people. As I'm really sad that Yaron's not here because he does Cisco for us, and I'm very thankful for him uh, to be on our team. I don't do Cisco as much as everyone else. I do still complete the Cisco modules, but during the competition, I basically just look at the quiz that we get and help out the team with that, but I mostly do Windows, uh, Windows 10 and Windows Server. So Landon, it sounds like you've learned a lot as you uh, jumped into this. How did, how did you approach it? How did you learn this stuff? Mostly of what I did was I would go onto like our competition images, which are virtual machines, and I would go on there and try and fix any vulnerabilities that I found. And uh, a lot of what I would do is I'd, if I came into a problem, I'd Google it, Google it, Google it constantly. And uh, if I couldn't figure it out, I might ask uh, one of my team members, or I might ask my coach. But the first thing I want to do is try and get over that leap by myself. Because I think, I think it's best if you're not self-made, but if you can figure something out by yourself without help, it really helps your, your troubleshooting in your mind, you know? Yeah, it, it sort of rewires your brain around that topic, whatever it is. That's a, that's a really good point. Well, um, you all three have, have mentioned you're on the defensive team. Uh, you're trying to prevent access to to um, machines and to content. And it, we all need to understand these guys on the offensive team, guys and gals, uh, they've got computer science degrees. They've They've got all kind of technology access. They're pretty sharp characters, aren't they? They're brilliant, and they deserve a lot of respect if we're going to learn how to protect our systems from it. Doesn't mean we should respect what they do. Right. We should respect the dedication they have to not learning but to comprehending it all. It is part of who that person is, and I think that's you know a critical critical aspect of it is to understand the psychology of that. You know, and it, they set the bar high, right? And uh, these kids, they're reaching that bar. But I think the main thing is they know to respect, you know, the dangers that are out there. Because those folks wake up every day excited about trying to penetrate a, a system. Absolutely. Well, uh, you've been to competitions this year. Tell us about those competitions a little bit. Um, like, what do, what do you mean by well, just what did you do there, and what kind of problems did they hit you with? For Cyber Patriot, it's more of a how fast can you fix vulnerabilities. Like, for example, if there are unauthorized users on a system, you're going to want to obviously delete them. You want to make sure that all user accounts have the correct permissions. Like, some user account is an administrator because that is a humongous vulnerability. You have to make sure that the password policies are set, which is a usual vulnerability within Cyber Patriot. You also have updates. One of my biggest pet peeves is when people do not keep their web browser updated. It is a big vulnerability because those updates on your web browser help make sure that they patch vulnerabilities so that your personal information isn't stolen from any type of attack that uses the vulnerability to its, to its benefit. And Landon, how about you? What what do you bring back from the competitions? Um, I think 
a lot of what I take from the competitions is I use the competitions of more as in a learning experience, you know? Of course, we want to be good and, like, we want to we wanna win, right? But I think of it more as I, I want to go in there and see what problems there are and do my best to figure it out just so I can know in the future, like, hey, this or this is wrong or this or that is wrong, you know? Like, it's always about learning, I think. And a lot of what I do is like I get a lot of what she gets on her images but I also have the added um, like Windows Server like vulnerabilities like a lot of stuff in like Active Directory and like DNS like a lot of a lot of the stuff in DNS is like it, it's a lot of it is like you gotta worry about DNS poisoning and you gotta worry about like in Active Directory you gotta worry about um, again a lot of the users not being administrator and um, some of the settings on it can make a lot of the settings can make it vulnerable. So just got to worry about specific little issues. For example, like to score. in the password policy, if you have Windows Pro or higher to like enterprise in the local security policy, when you set up the passwords to make sure that your password is 14 characters long, it's complex and etc. There's a setting that says save passwords using reversible encryption. You have to make sure that that's disabled. Because if it's got reversible encryption, you can, <laughs> you know, you can just run it through a password cracker or some application that reverses encryption, and the attacker has your password now. So, yeah, good, good point. Well, this is important stuff, uh, Scott and Lorraine and Landon. Uh, I'm enjoying talking to you and listening to all the things you're doing. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Local Matters. Uh, Landon, we were talking about DNS poisoning. Tell us about that. So DNS is basically like if you, whenever you type in your browser, uh, like say you, you look, you're going on Google.com, right, and you look up like Netflix. Say you're on your browser and you look up Netflix, right? How is your browser going to know where Netflix is at? Well, a DNS server has to resolve the name of the uh, the host name of the website into an IP address, and it'll then send the IP of your address to your computer, so it can send you to the correct website. And with DNS poisoning, is uh, when attackers get inside a DNS server and they poison the records inside, to where it'll send you to the wrong website, which is possibly malicious. Like say, you want to go to Amazon, right? But it accidentally sent you to Scamazon. It could, you could put in your credentials for Amazon and Scamazon, and now they have the credentials to your Amazon account. Yeah, they want you to do that, don't they? Mm-hmm. Yes. And it, um, yeah, it's a scary feeling when when those folks can get you into that that misdirection. Mm-hmm. But it happens to, as you say, buying a book on Amazon, buying a, a piece of a birthday present. Yeah, uh, they can get you. Mm -hmm. And I think that's when uh, two-factor authentication comes in really, really good because, uh, of course, then you need a – they would have to have a way to uh, get that two-factor authentication to go through for them to get to it. So just another layer of security. And uh, much as we hate those layers of security, boy, they are a fact of life today. Well, Lorraine, you – in the first segment, you mentioned that you mentor quite a bit. So mm -hmm. talk about mentoring – other students and mentoring others throughout the past year every year kids go to TCAT Livingston to go take their ITF plus industry certification exam 
I have that industry certification exam. However, I teach them based off of the concepts and not the test. Because obviously if someone asks about their certification, they'll think it's invalid. I teach solely off of the concepts in the test in the exam objectives. So we'll go over like domain three, which is databases, and they'll ask me questions and I'll be in the lab classroom and I'll be writing on the board and stuff like that. The middle school Cyber Patriot students ask me some concept questions of like maybe something in the Microsoft Management Console on Windows. And basically when NCL or National Cyber League was in practice, the middle schoolers would also be there practicing for Cyber Patriot and when they got the chance they would be able to ask us some questions. And that's pretty cool that they've got mentors, they've got other students that they can relate to that um, have been there and done that and can um, sort of say well I remember when I did this and here's where we here's where we go next with this so really important Landon are you doing mentoring too uh, I, I try my best yeah I got a couple students that I always try to uh, if they have any questions I'll try to answer their questions but uh, I don't do it as much as Alaria she's a great teacher I think well, that's um, they, it's great that they've got role models that can can do this kind of thing with um, with other other students. Okay, so let's talk about passwords. Okay, so passwords. As the years go by, your password needs to be longer, have more complex parameters, like having multiple numbers, multiple symbols, and be like a passphrase, but not like a sentence. So, for example, a password cracker called Hashcat uses your GPU and your CPU to do massive amounts of calculations to be able to crack hashes, which is your password that's gone through a hashing algorithm. And Hashcat has a million different options and a million different modes. But as GPUs, for example, the RTX 4090 came out a few months ago, your password will need to be longer and the time for attackers to crack your password becomes shorter. There's actually a graph that states, based off of specific password parameters, it shows how fast an attacker can crack your password. That's, it's amazing what they, can, what they can do. So I heard a term um, uh, called pivoting one time. Uh, somebody wanna talk about pivoting? We don't see that a whole lot in our competitions. It is something we have to master if we want to start working towards getting Security Plus certification. And just think of pivoting as as simple as an attacker, get, an attacker gets into a system, okay, an entire system of computers and network, and then has the ability to attack from other computers as well. He's going to pivot from one machine to another to keep these guys from trying to catch him. A lot of this, I'm just an old woodsman, right? Cornbread idiot. And a lot of what we have to do is we're looking for sign. And anybody that's ever been in the woods knows what I'm talking about when it comes to sign. If I see a, a twig that's been broken, that's sign that something's been through there. Okay? We're just looking for sign. This isn't. This doesn't have to be rocket science. It, we just need to use our common knowledge thing. And there's a lot of fancy terms to allow us to communicate on the same page so when we hear things like pivoting and things it's just a it's just a keyword to say hey that attacker has the ability right to go from machine to machine 
as we're trying to find the sign he's left? Did he leave a log that he forgot to delete that told us he was messing with the user account, right? Uh, so um, that's all that is, right? And when you're in a, um, a, a big organization, Cookville High School, the university, you know, there may be 10,000 machines operating at a given moment Correct. on that campus. Um, there's a lot of ways to pivot. There is. And uh, you don't have to stay inside the system. I mean, there are other systems, too. Right. And something these kids learn is you have to look at each machine and say, I need to protect this machine. And if you may, if you harden by, you know, locking the machines down, not to where they're not, we don't want them to be inaccessible to where a user can't get the work done. An accountant needs to be able to crunch numbers, right? we got to maintain that. But um, these kids learn, let's just look at it on an individual level with like Active Directory, we can roll out policies as a single networking professional. We can roll out policies to all the machines that take them to a certain level of, of protection. Okay. And th- that's where it starts is, you know, you can't work with machines individually one-on-one, but you can roll out security policies based on the company. Each company will have a set of goals and say, this is our goals from a security perspective, but here's the work that has to be done. And as professionals, they'll take that that set of policies, and that's what they'll use to govern, like, the security of their IT systems. And um, and these keywords that we have, like I said, it's just – it's like any other industry. They're there to allow us to communicate and understand what each other's talking about, right? So when we hear pivoting, that's what they're talking about. You know, this attacker, when we, when we ran our scans and we saw there's a problem – this attacker is pivoting. Everybody on the team knows they're able to go from machine to machine to do their attacks. Pretty spooky stuff. Um, and I, the, the other place that all of our um, listeners see this, they'll, they'll see it at the gas pump when they when they have to enter some codes. But they'll see it a lot when they visit the doctor. Yes. And they have to enter before that EMR, even before the doctor will go in that EMR, uh, they've got to enter some birth dates and some other things. And then, depending on what they're doing, it gets deeper and deeper. So mm-hmm. if they get in that EMR, they've got, if you're a Medicare patient, they've got your Social Security numbers. Mm-hmm. They've got some of your bank accounts. They've got all kinds of stuff that you do not want them to have. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So th- these concepts are are really really important and i'm delighted that you guys are are studying it talk about phishing for a moment phishing's a term our listeners may hear also so phishing from my understanding is uh kind of like social engineering through uh gmail um i had a um i had an internship with the 911 tech department and that's what we saw a lot in uh outlook email we saw a lot of um a lot of emails quarantined because they were they thought they they were attempted phishing attacks and of course when you want to look at that you want to look at who sent it make sure it's actually the email it was sent from and maybe even you want to like contact the person to make sure that hey did you send this email in good faith because their their email could be compromised and they're just sending out like the attackers sending out malicious stuff through their email but you just want to know until you contact the person so a lot of the time in there, we would contact the person, make sure what in, was in the email was okay, and um, then tell the, uh, the person, send the email out. 
That's pretty neat. So um, what in the world is dumpster diving? Okay, dumpster diving is when... So most people get physical paper bank statements every month. And on your bank statement, it's got like the last four digits of your account number, your first name, your last name, your birthday, maybe even your social security number. It's got your entire bank statement of all your purchases and stuff like that. If you throw that in the trash, some attackers, if they have willpower and time, they're malicious. So they obviously want to do horrible things. Some malicious attackers will go through your actual garbage and look for these documents, which is why you should get a micro shredder and shred everything that's got your address on it, all your bank statements. I have bank statements that I have not shredded yet, which I'm going to do that when I get home today. But yeah, it is some pretty scary stuff. They also search through the trash through like to find sticky notes. A lot of people write their passwords down on their sticky notes. Very bad habit, so you should definitely shred that as well. So, Atlanta, it sounds really you, gross. Did you have something to say to that? No, I just, I, I'm, I'm guilty of doing that sometimes too, so. <laughs> well, I am too, and I, I think we all, we all are. Well, listen, we've got millions of more things to talk about, but we are out of time. So, I just want to say thanks to all of you for taking on these important uh, studies that you're doing and thanks for uh, for being with us today next week on local matters we are going to have a, an exciting uh, interaction with uh, someone who's who's been here before jason stickler is essr supervisor for putnam county schools and uh, jason's going to be talking with us about summer school about um, emergency relief for schools, which is what ESSER is all about, uh, and maybe a bit about uh, third grade uh, reading scores and TCAPs. So we've got an exciting show coming at us next week. So Lorraine and Landon and Scott, we'll have you back. Thanks Thank again. You. Thank, Thank you so you. much.